I don't think it's so much about what you do, it's about who you're becoming. I think that's the goal. I Believe in You, proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and over the course of this season, we will be talking with seven more individuals who have turned their passion into a career. In this episode, we are stepping into the business of people, building connections, communities, support networks and programs. Our guest today is the CEO of People Who Care, a volunteer-centered, non-for-profitable organization that has been supporting people in need across Perth since 1980. Her journey has taken a winding path to get her here, but people have always been a core path of her story. Penny Webb is our guest on this episode. Welcome, Penny. Oh, so great to be here. Thanks for having me, Liesl. You have a fantastic career. Can you walk us through that? Oh, my gosh. It's been a long career now. Um, well, I guess, uh, you know, if I start right back at the very beginning, I actually did business college first and then um, was involved in um, stockbroking, then went to um, actually fashion industry first, then stockbroking, and then went into uh, local community services, overseas aid, and then I'm back now in um, community services, providing aged care and disability um, to the community across the Perth metropolitan area. That is such a wide variety. A, well, it is. It kind of is and it kind of isn't. I think the anomaly was the stockbroking years. And fashion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but that was a great fun time. I was young. So, um, yeah, that was a fun year that was, yeah. And Penny, how did family fit into your well, life? Um, I didn't have children until I was in my late 20s. So I guess in a sense my career got going um, without having that you know, added responsibility. So, um, yeah, so by the time I was having children, I was like 27 and um, had twins, so that that kept me busy. But I also worked part-time as well. So by that time, I was out of stockbroking in local church-based community services. Mm. Yeah, because that is a big question. The women ask, how do you balance and not have the mum guilt? Yeah. And especially with twins, how can you work part-time and have twins? I think for me, what I learned about myself is that I was a better parent if I worked a bit. So, But I adored my children and was very much involved in their lives. And they just followed me around. So even when I was in overseas aid, they even came with me a few times. Um, and then my daughter later. So I tried to like pull them into my world as opposed to separate them off. So when I was doing my MBA and MBL, I would like, I'd get all the kids in bed. I'd have a nap for 20 minutes. There's a key here. You have a nap for 20 minutes only. And then I'd be able to go through to midnight, you know. And then I'd get up the next morning and go to work. So. So, yeah, you just, you, it, I don't know whether balance is ever what you achieve. You're constantly changing the fulcrum because stuff happens, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're just constantly adjusting. Tell me exactly what do you do right now and what does your daily program oh, yeah, look like? yeah, but 
my kids have all left. So my boys now are 32 this month. My girl is 20. They all live in Melbourne. So this is the first year. So 32 years of parenting. This is the first year that I do not have them in my anyone in my home how does it feel it feels (laughs) sad and empty (laughs) but um yeah at the same time it's a new season for me which is really nice as well um and I touch base with them every day so Mm -hmm. we're facetiming every day but um it was 32 years of parenting and navigating um careers and studies and just the just life Yeah. yeah yeah just life Because earlier today I was quickly telling you the conversation of how things happen in this house this morning, but Mm. it's kind of business can't go on, sort the girls out, make sure they are right, and then you can breathe again. So you got that open space now where you don't have to sort them out anymore. I don't have to sort them out, and I can't tell you how tidy my house is all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I was quite a routined mum, not not super routined. Um, but enough structure that it kept them safe in the boundaries. They always had activities and after-school sports and I was always involved Um, and I think things like that helped. And there was a time when actually all five of us had student passes because we were all studying. (laughs) How crazy is that? So they were in their early 20s. Um, Mark was studying, he was doing psychology, I was studying, doing my MBA and my daughter was still at school. And so the house was like a study house. So we just always tried to involve our kids in our lives and be involved. So tell me, CEO of People Who Care. Great privilege. It's a big role, but it's a privileged role. People Who Care has been around for over 42 years. Um, On the team, there's 420 now. Um, it's a big team made up of employees and volunteers and we provide aged care and disability support in home, so only in people's homes and in community um, from the cities of Joondalup right down to Mandurah and the Vast in between. And we also have programs that support um, people following family and partner violence, set up their new homes mm-hmm. with all the household goods they need called starting over support. So it's a great privilege. And obviously my role is to support the team, you know. The 420. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I guess I kind of don't quite see it like that. To me, it's the inverted pyramid. I've got a board that I report to. And and then, you know, I'm the little pointy bit at the bottom. And then I've, you know, then I've got a leadership team. um, And then there's coordinators. And then there's team leaders and then there's the amazing frontline staff, yeah. I like how you say the inverted triangle Mm. because that is the secret in today in any business. So what had you decided to operate like that? Because at the end of the day, I'm there to serve. Mm -hmm. No, It's not about people serving me, it's about me serving them. So it's about me bringing my best for them so they can do great work. And together we can create amazing beauty and serve really well. Yeah, that's how I've always viewed it, I think. So when I listen to you, there's a lot of giving in your role because you have to empower staff members around you. You have to make sure that they all are fulfilled. What do you do to look after yourself? What do you do to recharge and empower yourself? Um, Sometimes I do this well. 
sometimes I don't do it so well, which I think is just life, right? So I don't get hard on myself. But I do have, um, I've obviously got my family. My family are really supportive um, and always chat to them and say, hey, listen, I've got this. What do you reckon? You know, and depending what it is, I might ask specific family members or friends. I've got amazing friends who are just these high achieving, just good hearted um, women in my life and, and weekly we catch up we call it the black coffee club um, every Friday we catch up for breakfast seven o'clock um, and then I've got a, um, a psychologist business mentor that I catch up with and she's been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so a total outside perspective on high level leadership and then every now and again, I might dig into my personal world as well, you know, say, hey, listen, give me your thoughts on this. This is what I'm going through. Um, because I think sometimes we think that our business world is separate from our other one. It's so not, you know, we're, you know, family, your own internal voice, your own internal challenges, and then work as well. It's all, it all interacts with one another. So it's really important for me that when I go in and serve at work, that I'm going in not laboured so heavily with things that I might be working through at home. I want to take you back to the Black Coffee Club because I think there's so much value in that. (gasps) To me, it's my lifeblood. And and we would all say the same. And we actually started it on my 40th birthday. We'd had a very big night. A bunch of girls had gone out. We'd had a very big night and indulged a little bit too much in food and everything else. And... um, we, at the end of the night, there was a few of us still dragging our feet. And we said, listen, girls, we've got to get on top of this. We've got to, you know, some of us had put on a little bit of weight and we're like 40. And it was like, but it was more than that. It was like, how are we going to look after one another and how are we going to keep each other accountable to um, what's important in life around families and relationships and health and everything else? So we said, OK, let's start Black Coffee Club meeting weekly. And we do, and we ask each other the really difficult questions. And, but we also have fun, and yeah, it's great. On that note, I actually want to encourage our listeners out there, get a black coffee club yeah. and make it as regular as a week. Yeah. Because weekly, that's part of that empowerment. Empower yourself. Be able to deal with house or work challenges. Mm. And as you said, we ask each other the hard questions, which I absolutely love about it. And I've got a cycling club. We only two, me and my friend, but that's our cycling club that we had this joke about. But we literally know that we are getting so much value Mm. from each other. And you ask the open questions, you ask the hard questions, life and business, and just... You're so energized when you go away. Well, it's so important, isn't it? Because it's so easy, I think, in our world of social media and just this, you know, this not real face that we can project to not tell actually what is really going on. It's so easy to hide behind it. And I think you have to be really intentional. And I remember um, one of the members of the back. Black Coffee Club, we were in Melbourne together one day and we were walking the streets of Melbourne and we got lost. But I remember that we had, we said to one another, you know what, I promise you, I promise you that I am going to be accountable for the really hard things in my life. And she turned around and said, and I promise you, 
you know, and we we remembered that day. It was like a line in the sand. And there were things that became naturally to us to talk about and there were some things which I'll, I'll just talk from my perspective that I knew I still wasn't quite brave enough to say for quite a long time. But then I did. I said, you remember when we talked about that day about looking after one another and care? And she goes, yeah. And I went, I need to tell you something. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what I'm struggling with right now. And it was just like really good. So, yeah, we just need it. We need it. Yeah. We need great friends. And Penny, for me, prevent is better than care. Of course. And that coffee club and that hard questions and that sharing it, business, personal life, for me, that's preventing. Absolutely. Because the fact that you talk about it and you have said mm. it yourself now, mm. you talk about it, it's out there. Somebody knows about it. They're either going to check up on you or the fact that you had the guts to say it, mm. you're going to jump in and work on that mm. and say, how can I yeah. put myself into a better position now? Yeah. Or just somebody else's perspective on it oh, yeah. might change your perspective on it. It's like you get it out of the dark. Because when we hold mm. it in ourselves and we just mull around in our in our head, it's so, it, it, you know, it's just our own perspective on something and it just can get all um, skewed and like, the, it's you know, it's just not healthy. But get it out and it's yeah. like you put light on it and you give yourself an opportunity to go, okay, I'm looking at it now, what am I going to do with it? Because I can see it. Yes. And somebody else can see it. Yes. It's just, yeah, yeah it's a, it's very important, hey. Yeah. Mm. So that whole friendship and black coffee club, I see it also as a mentoring space Absolutely. where you mentor each yeah. other. How, what's your perspective on a mentor? Do you have mentors in your life that mean a lot for you? Well, I, I mean, I guess in a sense I've got casual mentors. Like I've got people who, from a business perspective, like colleagues who, um, like I, I belong to um, a not-for-profit women's leaders, CEOs. So it's only CEOs um, group and mm. we meet weekly, um, monthly, which is really great because they understand the world you're having to navigate. Um, it's only women, um, it's only CEOs, and it's only, they're only a not-for-profit. And it's just very, very powerful. And you can ring up any of them anytime. Yes. You know, and the emails go you know, back mm. and forth. Hey, listen, have you got a policy on this? Or has anyone got any idea about how to tackle this? So, so things like that. So, um, so I've kind of got those quite structured things, but a bit informal as well. And then I've got my psychologist, who's a business coach. But mentoring is just, it's so, it's so rich having a mentor. Like I would totally recommend it, especially if you're in small business. And really important. Definitely, definitely, that's what I stand for. I know that you're a mentor for so many women out there and people because I hear you regularly on the radio. Oh, kin women. Tell me, tell me about <laughs> oh, that. I, I, love, I love my contribution to Ken Women. Um, three of us founded it 2012. So how many years is that now? I don't A know, lot. but I know I was the one that here yeah. the first time yeah. you talk so, on the radio. And, and we, it was three of us who had worked together previously and we were great friends. And we initiated it because we didn't want to lose our friendship. And, um, and we haven't lost our friendship. We, I don't think we would have lost it anyway, but um, we initiated it because we felt like it was really important to keep up the conversations, the important conversations for women and to facilitate that. So, yeah, so we have um, 
our website and we do blogs and emails. Sometimes we run events and we're on the radio as well, 98.5. And it, yeah, it's, it's great and the feedback is always very powerful. So what I love about that is you all basically write wise words for us out there. Where does that come from? Because most of the times when you talk and share, it's not quoting from someone else. It's just really coming from you as a person. Well, I'll only talk from me. Like I I just talk out of my life. I mean, I have some – I've always been a learner. Um, I've always been a part of a church community, so I feel like I've got a really lovely depth there as well. But I don't think – I think it's just life. You've, I've, I've lived life now a long time and there's things that I felt like I've done well and things like I could have done better, you know. So you live out of that and your wisdom comes from other people in your life and what you've navigated together and what you read and what you learn and I guess that's where it comes from. And have you got personal people around you that you mentor as well? Yeah, but I only take on a few. I mean, I, I lead obviously a team in mm-hmm. my um, work with people who care. Uh, and in a sense, part of my role is that, you know, you're um, an example in your mentoring. But mentoring specifically outside, I usually only take on a few, um, but I refer them to mentors all the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, often. So, Liesl, you're on my list now. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, Penny, it's a very deep question, but five years from now, yes, what's happening? What's oh, how, what's gonna happen? I know, I know what I, I know what I desire. I still want immense joy in my life. I think joy for me is something that's a really important goal, mm-hmm. and what that looks like, I'm never quite sure, but I'm prepared to say yes. I'm still going to be contributing. Um, I'd like to see myself contributing on uh, boards a lot more. I've done a very specific course, the AICD um, course. I'm a graduate of that now. I think I can really bring something to boards. But yeah, I'll always be doing kin women. I'll always be. I think I'm going to be a lousy, a really lousy person who retires. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I might slow down slightly. But yeah, I'll still be contributing and finding joy and it'll it's bound to be with people and good causes. Yeah. But it's also the wisdom that you have. The older we get, the more wisdom we've got and the more opportunity we've got to share it with the younger generation. Absolutely. And go alongside and you got children in that younger generation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really important for me. Like I look for younger people to bring them on staff, to mentor them, to give them a word, you know, in, in right season to listen to them because I learn as much from them as probably they do from me. And anything maybe like a book or oh, another, there, another the, yeah, black, there is. Coffee club. black coffee club book? <laughs> um, yeah, actually we, I've talked recently actually about a couple of books and one of them I'm probably going to do with my mum. Ah. Yeah. She's, she's an amazing lady, has great wisdom. So tell me a little bit about oh, her. Oh, well, now I'm telling a secret. Okay. Oh, my mum. My mum has been a great mentor to me. She's, she's always kept progressing. And, and you think about the change. I mean, she's a, she was born in 1940. The immense amount of change they've had to navigate is, 
it's huge. But actually, she does it really well, and she's still doing it now. I mean, she's just bought a new car, and it's all electric, and it's like she's trying to work out all the knobs and the buttons and everything else, and it's quite a big thing at that age when you've had, you know. Uh, but she's she's great like that. She's still teaching me. Um, I was looking at, um, I've got a little blackboard on my kitchen bench and we were talking about change and I said, Mum, if you're going to give me a word of wisdom today about change, what would you say it is and I'll put it on my blackboard. So she goes, change is never easy but it can be exciting. The most important thing is that you're still growing and fulfilled. That's my mum. <laughs> but you kind of want to say that that's probably where this deepness from you come from. Maybe. Because guide by that and still be guided mm. by somebody yeah. that played that important role. Yeah, someone older than me. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's still, um, she still teaches me. And, you know, it's a, she's an interesting lady because on one hand she'd say, oh, I've done so many things that I kind of look back and go, I could have done better. And why did I make that decision? But we all can say that. Yes. We all can say that. And, and I just say to her, Mum, but there's so much richness that you have passed on. Yes. You know, and I guess that's the, the key for all of us. It's very easy to look back and have regrets and go, gosh, why did I do that? Or, well, that was a silly decision. Or, but, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's about so much about what you do. It's about who you're becoming. Yes. I think that's the goal. I mean, we place so much emphasis on what we do. And I go, isn't the goal who we're becoming? And what you say there is very important because in the business world, you go on that journey with your business and you change and you become yeah. part of that yeah. business and you learn from that. Yeah. And it's love, 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 the yeah. words you just share with us now because it's really for our listeners out there. It's who you become on that journey. It is. And it's not about um, not being a great business person at all. It's, in fact, actually bringing it bring your flipping best you know yes. but in that journey you're still learning and becoming you know mm. like you just said yeah and just live life to the absolutely. fullest absolutely yeah bring who you are is your mum close by do you see, yeah, her regularly? I see her i see her all the time oh you're so lucky <laughs> i know i'm very lucky we actually say that with that oh, aren't we so fortunate yeah and we have family night once a week and but you're very busy Coffee club once a week, CEO meeting once a month, <laughs> mum once a week. I know, I know. Yeah. As you were mentioning earlier, the joy that you get out of mentoring others, mm. the joy that you mm. get on seeing them strive, mm. believe in mm. them and see their success, yeah. that is what I strive on. I love living life. I live it to the fullest. I tackle my challenges Good because job. I know yeah. life is not without challenges yeah. but for me I want to leave a legacy mm. behind mm. to just say to my children and everyone that know me live life to the fullest Absolutely. how do we live life to the fullest is be content and happy with what we do and where we are Absolutely. so we as human beings always tend to want more and we always tend to go to the negative phase. Oh, yeah. So the deficit. Yeah, yes. It's crazy. My, my whole vision and my outlook is before you can go to the little negative because you forgot about the big positive because all your attention is on this little negative, I want you to first go to the big positive. 
And I do that a lot of my clients. And did it last night with a client. I said, first tell me your wins in your business because you come and tell me the the small things that you don't think mm. is a win. And once they tell you those wins in mm. their business, suddenly those small things that's not wins disappear. Oh, but if they change the conversation ara- around and they first discuss the negative, suddenly the small negative point is the big conversation and the big win Absolutely. is a nothing. Yeah. So to bring that mm. in and just teaches as many people around me to do that mind shift, to believe in themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean, we do. We live in a deficit culture where we just, we t- even from with our kids, you know, what do we focus on in the um, report cards? The D the kid got, as yes. opposed to the A subject, yes. you know, and it's, that's where it starts. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And again, the D against that happy child. Oh. That is so happy the sunshine. I know. You're so excited about exactly. things in life. Yeah. And then you focus on the wrong things. Mm. And yes, so that is what I'm looking forward to, is to keep building, keep writing this legacy and just get it out to as many people as I can. Not just get it out, but get them to take the action, to think that way and change their lives. Fantastic. Good on you, girl. Thank you. (laughs) Penny, if you can leave me with your favourite phrase. You did say earlier today to me and Kyle, our producer, that you're going to put your own one together because you don't only want to give me got, one. I've got made way too many things. You get made too My many. first thought when it was something that my um, stepdad used to say, who was an amazing businessman. I mean, he retired in his early 30s, a millionaire. But he used to say this, he goes, there's always a better way. So I'm going to allow you to give us your second phrase as well. God doesn't want us to be shy with our gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. If you would like to know more about Penny and her work, you can find the details in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.